0: Broadcasting in the evenings on WCPT 820 Chicago's Progressive Talk and in the afternoons on AM 950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. It is the Matt McNeil Show, and it is my absolute privilege and pleasure to welcome on the show the man from that audio clip I played earlier this hour, John Fugel, saying, Tell me everything with John Fugel, saying is on Sirius XM Progressive 127. You can podcast the show. Is the podcast pretty much available everywhere, John? Yeah, that's uh, called the John Fugelsang
1: Podcast, and that's at Apple and Stitcher and Google and wherever you get those things.
0: You're also, of course, a regular with our fan favorite here in MSP is Stephanie Miller. And you, are you doing Sexy Liberal with her on the 20th?
1: Yes, we will be doing the first live date of the year for the Sexy Liberal Comedy Tour with House Parks and Frangela, and that's going to be uh, in San Francisco. So everyone in the greater Minneapolis-St. Paul area... Begin your commute now. Get there by one year to the day before Joe Biden's second term begins. We want to see you in San Francisco.
0: Um, I, I can't compliment you enough. On that clip that we had from MSNBC where you, you do what you've always done. It's, it's, if anyone's ever listened to you, if everyone heard you, this is who John sang is. You're very good at this. You know, your Bible backwards and forwards. And the reality is, is you, and you've inspired me because you point out, it's hard to be a Christian like myself who has watched a religion that's based on love and caring and compassion, and it's turned into constantly this weapon saying things it just does not say. And you, in two minutes, absolutely laid waste to the entire argument that conservatives make that that anything that they're doing is Christian.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, You know, there's there's really just, um, uh, you got to remember, whenever I talk to Donald Trump supporters, I always ask them, Can you please cite one actual teaching of Jesus that uh, guided your vote for Donald Trump? One actual thing Jesus talked about that Donald Trump has fought for. Let's make it easier. Can you give me one actual thing Jesus taught that the Republican Party has fought for this century? (laughs) And Matt, I asked this question to find out how little these Christians know about that prop they wave around and pretend they've read called the Bible. Uh, Number one thing I get is abortion. The Bible's not against abortion. Sorry, I didn't write it. Uh, God states in Exodus 21 that a fetus is uh, property and a woman's life has more value in his eye. That's not saying the Bible's pro-abortion, not saying that Jesus is pro-abortion. What I'm saying is that two generations of Christians now have been systemically groomed to prioritize something Jesus never talked about, punishing people who terminate pregnancies. And they prioritize that while rejecting and voting against everything Jesus actually does talk about. And the nice thing about this, Mr. O'Neill, is this goes for atheists and believers alike, whether you're an atheist or a believer. You're going to have to deal with right-wing Christians, Mm -hmm. and they use the Bible as their camouflage. What I'm offering is uh, the camouflage removal business, because I'm tired of it, Matt. We have to take the Bible away from these hypocrites and frauds and these flock-fleecing Pharisees, and this is something atheists and sane people of faith have to do together. You don't need to believe in every word of the Bible as absolute literal fact to use it against these Christian nationalist frauds.
0: Well, you bring this up in regards to, you know, when the right insists the Bible condemns LGBTQ population and Jesus himself no. never did. And no. I, I remember the one thing I, I saw, there's an, another person who likes to talk about the truth in the Bible and he's a TikTok guy and I, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he says, if, you know, yes, there are some places where the Bible does condemn, you know, homosexuality, but the reality is, is if you're going to go with that, there are far more places in the Bible that support slavery. Now, we all nowadays say, okay, yes, that was wrong, that's that's good. And yeah. if you can do that, you sure can do it for the other things, because Paul's letters to the Romans or Leviticus or anything like that, that's not Jesus, and it's not clearly not in line with the teachings that Jesus put forward.
1: Yeah, um, you're right. It's like this, what I say to these right-wing loved ones, and we all have that cousin, yes. that, aunt, that uncle, we all have our uncle racist and our aunt dead inside, who come over at the holidays we or that guy from high school you are still friends with on facebook and you don't know why that trump guy um there is no part of the bible that they follow or obey that says being gay is wrong no part of the bible that they themselves respect or follow say that being gay is wrong nobody follows leviticus Right. I mean, if you believe Leviticus, then you have to You shall not lie with a man as with a man. That's an abomination. Well, that demands you stone gay men to death. I don't know if the homophobes have noticed the gay guys have been working out. They're ready for you. But also, you know, you have to stone adulterers to death. And I'll let you guys work that out with President Trump on your own. Okay? no one follows Leviticus. You have to. It it says all mankind is an abomination. Eating (coughs) shelf shellfish, Matt. Uh, (coughs) Excuse me. Shellfish. shellfish is an abomination and you're right romans is paul and romans isn't even about gay men yeah and sodom and gomorrah is not about consensual same-sex relationships sodom and gomorrah is about a mob of guys trying to gang rape a couple of angels and if you homophobes think gang rape and consensual relations are the same thing you're dating the wrong men but at the end of the day matt Homophobia is an insult to Jesus. Whether Jesus is literal fact or a myth or the original innocent brown skin man executed by the state, you don't need to believe in the Bible as literal fact to call these frauds out. They don't follow the very book they have weaponized against people who are weaker than them.
0: The New York Times uh, just had a story that came on out, and it talked about evangelicals in Iowa. And it's actually, I, I want to talk a little bit more and unpack this a little bit, because I'm going to read one quote from the, the article. In 20, 2008, over half of Republicans reported attending to church at least once a month, according to data compiled from the Cooperative Election Study at Harvard. In 2022, over half of Republicans reported attending church once a year or less this is, it, it, I think, what yeah. we're seeing is I don't know if they, are they they leaving it because they they basically feel as if they can you know it, it, they it's own num- it Pat. they own it they
1: own God they own Jesus they own religion they're fundamentalists mm-hmm. I mean the like the the, the liberal and moderate Christians. The liberal and moderate Jewish people, the liberal and moderate Muslim people, you don't hear about them on the news too much, do you? No. You know why? Because they're the ones getting along with each other and making families together, working together, learning together, moving civilization along together. The liberal and moderate, boring, boring and sane, conservative Christians, Jews and Muslims. They're over here. But then it comes to the fundamentalists. The right-wing extremes of all three religions and that mr mcneil is where all the fun comes in because it is always the extreme conservative religious christians muslims or jews that are making the world so interesting for everybody else who really deeply believe that god hates the same people they hate Mm -hmm. and god wants dead the same people they'd like to see dead i always say this to my atheist friends it's not religious people it's the it's the fundamentalists and fundamentalist muslims have more in common with fundamentalist Christians than they do with liberal Muslims. Mm -hmm. Right-wing Christians have more in common with right-wing Muslims. They're the homophobes. They're the ones who who don't like female sexuality. They're the ones who are against abortion. They're the ones who think that violence is okay if my side does it. They're the ones who think women are second-class citizens. It's no insult to the world's religions to say, the more conservative your sect of a religion is, I don't care what religion it is, the more it puts down women mm-hmm. that's every religion across the board and so i'm just tired of seeing the religion of my mom and dad being prostituted by these frauds so and I'm just, i 'm just and I know there's a lot of people who are really sick of it and they're really ready to take the Bible back from these hypocrites when we 're done taking the flag back from the thugs
0: well, when you when you have these people that are avoiding church, and once again that's once or less a year for these evangelicals yeah. who once again always scream this the first thing that pops into my mind is, well, if you're going to church, you're going to have to hear like the gospel of Matthew. I mean, that's just, that's comes up now and then. And I yeah. almost wonder if what it is, is the the, the teachings of them. It's, it's, it's clearly not based on the Bible or Christ anymore. It's based on Republican talking points. And if it doesn't yeah. match that, this is why they're avoiding it is because, well, there they tell me i got to feed the hungry and I sure as some heck not going to go for that. That sort of thing.
1: That's exactly right. Matthew 25 is really important. That's where Jesus gives his marching orders, and he says he's going to gather all the individuals and nations. Matt, that's important, because our right-wing Christian friends will like to tell you, God says to take care of the sick and take care of the poor. doesn't say the government should pick my pocket to do It doesn't say government should do that. Well, yeah, he does. (laughs) Jesus says he will judge all individuals and nations in Matthew 25. By how well they care for the poor, care for the sick, care for those in prison, and welcome the stranger. Everything the Republican Party legislates and votes against. And he says, you trans-hating friends, the way you treat the least of these people is the way you treat me. So the way you treat a transgender illegal immigrant Muslim is exactly the way you treat Jesus. It's right there in the book. It's the spiritual test. But Jesus spends pretty much all of his time calling out these right-wing conservative Christian authority hypocrites. And, you know, I'm sorry. He he modeled it for me, Matt. Jesus taught me the joy of calling out pious right-wing frauds.
0: I I've got to read the last part of this article from the Times. is is pretty amazing. Yeah. This election is part of a spiritual battle, said Joel Tini, a 27-year-old local evangelist who does not lead a church. When Trump becomes the 47th president of the United States, there will be a retribution against those who have promoted evil in this country. I mean, it goes back to exactly what you're saying. They yeah, want yeah. they want to come after people.
1: I mean, it's, all, it's all Old Testament, you know? I mean, yeah. it's all, it's oh, all yeah. vengeance. Oh, okay. uh, you, you, you cannot follow Jesus and— dig revenge, okay? Like the only thing Trump and Jesus have in common, Matt, they both spent a lot of time with prostitutes, and they both used ghostwriters. And that's really it. Um, that's That's all I can find. So if anyone thinks it's possible to follow Donald Trump and Jesus, that means they've never read either one of their books. So this 27-year-old clown you're referencing here is an absolute fraud who has either never read the Jesus parts of the Bible or has read them, Chosen to reject them, but keep Jesus around to wave as a prop to boast of his own piety. Because for 99% of these right-wing evangelicals and right-wing Catholics too, their religion seems to consist of uh, criminalizing abortion and pretending they're better than you. Yeah. And that's American fundamentalism or Christian nationalism is the uh, the label we're now using for it. But it's been there all along. It was it was there for slavery. It was there for oh, yeah. American apartheid. Uh, it's been there supporting all these horrible wars. It was there for Iraq. Uh, it's there now. And, you know, Donald Trump exemplifies it. Again, I ask every conservative, tell me one Jesus teaching. Then the first thing they say is abortion because they don't know. Mm-hmm. Second thing they say is strong border. The only commandments in the entire Bible on immigration are borders. Old Testament and new Mm -hmm. is the commandment to welcome the stranger. It's in Leviticus and Matthew. And then number three, they say, uh, uh, Trump moved the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem. And that's when I have to explain that neither America nor its embassy is mentioned in the writings of Jesus in 30 (laughs) AD. So that's what we're up against, Matt. It's like I I do find that many atheists know the Bible a lot better than a lot of these so-called believers. And They're going to keep on doing it. I'm just saying, let's take away their camouflage. Let's stop. And this is a media job. You know what? Because the media, we grew up in a world that said uh, you're either against abortion or you're an atheist. You're either a non-believer or you're screaming at women outside clinics. Those are the binary choices the media has presented us. If you hear Christian, you automatically think intolerant right wing person because the media understands the power of hate watching. That's who they book, the Falwells and the Robertsons that we hate, and they become famous, and, and then that's the standard. Mm-hmm. So I've known too many decent Christian people. I, I, I just think these frauds have to be called out, and it was really great for the MSNBC Christmas end-of-the-year special they let me do at primetime. The, I, I mean,
0: when you look at how they're evolving this religion, it's not going to be a religion. I mean, it's, it's closer to them all getting matching sneakers and getting the biggest vat of Kool-Aid they can at this point. I, I'm a little concerned about where that's going. Because, I, I mean, it clearly is they're, – they're ready to abandon the whole idea of Christianity and go into this, the, the cult of Trump.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, I would argue that's already happened. Yeah. You know, they'll, they, they talk a good game, but, I mean, they abandoned Christianity when they voted for a guy who promised to bring back torture and turn away war refugees. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not their fault. We've been groomed in this country. When I was a kid, I, I, I was horrified because my parents always voted Democrat. They were very Catholic. We were the most religious family on the block, but they voted Democrat. And we didn't talk about abortion, but I knew my parents supported abortion rights. And I thought that meant they were going to hell because that's all I learned from television. Yeah. It wasn't until years later I actually talked to my mom and dad and then realized oh my God, the majority of American Christians support women's reproductive freedoms and don't think women should go to jail over something. The Bible never quite gets around to banning. God literally gives abortion tips for unfaithful pregnant wives in Matthew 6.5. Well, I'll tell
0: you what. We'll, we'll, let's finish up on this in a second. We gotta take a quick break. John Fugelsang joining us right now. It's the Matt McNeil show right here on AM950 and WCPTA20. TA 20 in Chicago, AM 950 in Minneapolis, St. Paul. It's the Matt McNeil Show. John Fugelsang, kind enough to join us here today. And John, piggybacking on what you said at towards the end of that last segment, which was in regards to the media and how it covers things, it is your whole video clip. There's one, uh, there's a kind of a note there that says, look at how uncomfortable people get. And there is a validity there. There is a tendency when liberals bring up Christianity that it's oh whoa we're crossing into territory we shouldn't. But yet these same news outlets consistently let conservative after conservative exactly just right. yeah they spew all exactly this stuff right. and they never once call them out or just say hey. And like I said, I, I understand you might not want to go out there and you know get into a point you question a religion, but. You can at least no, say the Bible does, the Bible doesn't say that. You know, so why are you as a person who claims to be a Christian saying this? I, I it is remarkable the double standard that exists in the me- news media when it comes to the, which political party's talking about religion.
1: Christianity pop- propped up slavery in this mm-hmm. country for centuries. Yes. Christianity was prostituted and mutilated to prop up slavery, and it was also used to oppose slavery. And Christianity was used to justify segregation. And it was used to oppose segregation. It was used to justify homophobia and cruelty and exclusion to transgender people. And it's being used right now, not on TV, but on the very micro-local level. There are tons of Christian denominations that offer compassion and understanding and acceptance to LGBT people. You know, we, we forget all the time, when Columbus came over here and began massacring the indigenous people, It was the Catholic priest on his boat, Bartolomeo de las Casas, who wrote to the Queen, objecting to Columbus's cruelty. The first ever act of protest in this hemisphere by a white person was a Catholic priest. So there's a long history of Christianity being the villain here. But Dr. King has proved there's an equally long history of Christianity resisting. And being a leading force in that, but you don't get on TV talking about that too much because everybody getting along is boring and it's bad for capitalism. What Republicans <laughs> offer is much, much better for the cliques. And look, it's not the responsibility of the media to present Christianity accurately. Their responsibility is to their shareholders to get ratings. I get it. Mm-hmm. But if you're booking Mike Pence on your show and he's talking about religious freedom, ask him where in your Bible does Jesus drive the gay wedding cakes out of the temple. Why are these people never asked about the core tenets of this faith? They use this religion as armor. They use this religion to burnish their credentials and most of them directly legislate against what's in the damn book.
0: Do you think a lot of that was when they started this back at the beginning of that fight in the 1970s when uh, Roe v. Way happened and they started this that people it was just such a in your face thing that had not really happened that much. It wasn't something that was there that the media was afraid to challenge it. I think
1: that, you know. Jerry Falwell, who I got to debate on Bill Maher's show when I was very young, he was a segregationist. He opened whites-only schools, and he kept on supporting apartheid and and told people to buy cougarons in the 80s. Um, These guys lost big when civil rights won the day. And when Dr. King was murdered, they couldn't come out and talk the way they had talked before about the good old days. They were kind of cast adrift for a a good decade or so, and then Nixon made the conservative red even more toxic. It was four years, Matt. Four years after the Roe v. Wade ruling, before Jerry Falwell ever mentioned abortion, when the conservatives realized it during Jimmy Carter's term, they realized this was their way back. This was how they were going to get right wing men who opposed everything Christ talks about into the White House. And that was when it was hatched. And that has been the Christianity that's governed this country, why abortion opposition has replaced the teachings of Jesus for conservative Christianity. And they pulled off an incredible thing in this country. They got the followers of Jesus to vote against everything Jesus ever talked about by talking about abortion, which Jesus never talked about. (laughs) Beautiful in its evil simplicity. And it's worked. But you know what? It's not working anymore because the majority of American Christians support women's reproductive freedoms. And uh, we've all been gaslit for our entire lives to think that the Christian position is anti-abortion. Ask a rabbi about this. The Bible's not against it. Jesus is against the death penalty, Mr. McNeil. And I've come to believe that if these right-wing Christians, if they're going to try to criminalize abortion because they're so Christian— but they support the death penalty, which Jesus actually opposed, the rest of us are obliged to not take their claims of Christianity seriously ever again.
0: Amen to that. Uh, you know, and by the way, my favorite priest right now, Franciscan too. So, you know, it, it, it's it, it, very solid. Uh, are you going to get invited on? Do you think, you're, have you gotten more invites to come out into media? Or are they? Are, is it going to be one of those things where, okay, we don't want that guy on because he speaks the truth too much?
1: Oh, you know how it works. You know, I, it, it, it's a game. And I, I have I, I took a few years off. I used to do it a lot. And then I took a few years off from doing a lot of media. But I began last year doing Stephanie Rule's show a few times. And I did a, I did a, I've did did done News Nation a few times. And I do like Joy Reid's show and stuff now and then. Um, but no, I, what I talk about is third rail stuff. It scares a lot of people. The folks on the panel with me, I think there's been some misstatements mis- about how they were. They were all groovy and cool and, and very supportive. But um, I, a lot of people get freaked out when you talk about this. But I find, Mr. McNeil, far more people want to hear this kind of talk because they say the largest scoring religious group in America are Mormons. I don't believe that. I think the largest scoring group in America are people who were raised religious and now consider themselves spiritual Mm. because they're turned off to the hypocrisy of men in dresses and funny hats.
0: Or going into a church and being told you have to vote Republican. And I, that's that's something when when the Council of Catholic Bishops decided to do that. That's yeah you know, yeah okay we're and done it's here.
1: Like, it's like on immigration policy alone, the Republican Party is in direct opposition to Jesus and the Old Testament. Now I'm not saying the Democrats are the Christian ideal by any
0: no such no. at all. Nope.
1: But I'm very happy saying that, and, and we I'll sit here all day and tell you where the Democrats fall short. But a Democrats don't strut around like they own Christianity. They haven't weaponized it. They don't use Christianity as an excuse to be cruel to marginalized peoples. And B, Democrats are still light years closer to what's actually in the Gospels than the Republican Party. Again, on on immigration policy alone, but pick anything. Pick taxation, pick a foreign relations. I mean you can't celebrate revenge or the death penalty uh, or, or I mean, look at Trump's budget. He, he, he made the rich much richer and his budget called for cutting Medicaid and Medicare. I mean, it's like, what more proof do you need? These people haven't read the damn Bible and you don't need to believe in every part of the Bible as literal fact to call them out on it.
0: Uh, you want more of this. You just do. Tell me everything with John Fugelsang on Sirius XM Progress, Progress 127, the podcast, the John Fugelsang podcast, available everywhere. And of course, Stephanie Miller, the sexy liberal show in San Francisco. John, you make my show better. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time. not insufferable. You're great. Thank you so much, everybody. Happy New Year. John Fugelsang, we'll take a break. Come on back. Hour two up next.